The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey everybody, we're back. The boys from Notebook Wagering. It's myself, Smitty, aka Teaser King. Sitting across from me is J Cam, our great stack guy. J Cam, how are you, buddy? I am good. I am good. Um, weather has been lovely this week. It was brutal on the weekend, which was perfect for watching a lot of games, which I will never mind. And uh, college was was good to me, mostly Friday. Just kind of survived, kept my head above water on Saturday, and the NFL about the same way. Came up, a, had a nice little hit on Monday night uh, with the, taking advantage of a free bet. So uh, profitable on both college and pro, that usually doesn't happen, so I'm enjoying it. How was your weekend? Well, the weekend was good, too. We had a lot of rain down here, and like you said, it's great when the rain comes in on weekends, <laughs> so you don't have to lie to the wife and say, like, you can't. You can't do stuff around the house, like outside, like you can't put stuff away or you can't do this. You know, you don't have to fake like you pulled a hammy trying to get out of bed or something like the rain comes. Well, I can't do it. Go pick up dog crap. I can't do it. It's raining out. I can't do this. It's raining out. So what are you going to do? I'm going to sit on the couch and watch football and gamble all weekend. So it worked out for everybody. The wife's happy because maybe you just disappear. I go down in the basement. They haven't, they don't see me. I go in the bunker. I disappear for a long time. So life is good. Games were okay. I mean, college was fun. The NFL was okay. Teasers were good. I think I was like four and two teasers, three and three player props. Love the player props right now. Doing well in those this year. The NFL is hard. We say it all the time. College football is really hard, but let's dive into it. Hey, tomorrow night, we got a big one here. We got the Colts. We're going against Denver. Both these teams. Yeah. <laughs> what, happened? what happened? Hey, I'm going to throw myself because I've said this, Jason. When you're outspoken, <laughs> like I am, and you say you're the smartest guy in the room, sometimes you have to say you're this maybe stupidest person, a big dummy in the room. <laughs> I predicted the Colts to win the Super Bowl. Now you're hearing that the owner is mad at everybody, and he's ready to fire everybody. Man, are you ready for this? It's been uh, that maybe I'm the smartest man in the room here. So real quick, before I lead you in, what is happening with this offense? Last year was Carson Wentz was the problem. It's not Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan's not playing well. Maybe he should have been done anyway. Now Taylor's out at running back hurts like two of my fantasy teams. Jason, can the Colts go in here against a really, I don't think a very smart football team here in Denver either. Russell Wilson. Eh. A lot of money, not producing. Jason, what happens? Predict this game, Jason. Hit the magic eight ball. What's happening? Well, th the biggest thing is there's no Jonathan Taylor. And though you kind of wonder how much of an impact it's going to have on this game because they can't run the football. And you, you talked about it. What's wrong with this Colts offense? Um, 
3.63 adjusted line yards. That's second worst in the NFL. Nobody saw that coming. It's basically the same core offensive line group it was last year. Um, they're not really dinged up up front like they were last year, but it's just not producing at 30th and stuff rate too. So they're just getting smashed the front. Uh, part of that might be Matt Ryan. Maybe just teams don't feel like he can challenge them deep. Um, the one thing with Wentz that you can say is that, you know, he's not very accurate, but he can actually test you a little down the field whenever he, you know, gets right. But that's really been the biggest thing for the Colts. Defense has been the opposite. I mean, they've been really stout against the run um, and they haven't had their main guy. Um, all year, Shaquille Leonard, and he's going to be out again for this week with a concussion. So losing some their best players, not, not a real star-studded roster to begin with, and they're losing basically all their stars. It's just the grinder guys going here against Denver. I like Denver minus the three. Uh, that team hasn't looked great at all, but it's, it's basically like here's the two teams that people probably had as Super Bowl long shots, including yourself, and uh, they're not up to the task. But the Denver defense still pretty good. Um, a lot of good metrics to DVOA. Really good red zone defense. I think that's going to be a big factor here because the Colts are awful in red zone offense. Um, I'll lay the three. Little iffy on the under just because I think that this Colts defense might just give up. I think they're going to have to let Russ cook because they're missing Devontae Williams. So uh, it might be a little more through the air, which can take advantage of a pretty soft Colts air defense. Um, I like the Broncos minus a three. What do you think here? Well, I like the under a lot in this game. Maybe a teaser under. I'm going to go teaser in this game here. I don't know. I don't know how I would probably do the Colts up in this game in a teaser, get it up to nine and a half, take a chance, man. I'd love to get this to four. I like the under in this, a lot of unders in the Colts game. I have a little stat 17 and five last 22 um, under in the Denver game. I would tease this up. I really like this. Get it up to 48. It's a Thursday night game. These teams are coming back. Could it be a little slow? Maybe look at a first half under in this too. I just think this is an ugly game. I'll tell you, the Colts better start producing or this guy's going to fire everybody, which is going to be great entertainment. So moving on, let's go Sunday morning. Another London game. Wow. Get like up. It. You like, well, a lot of people like it. You roll out of bed and you got a London game. You watch a Cinemax late plays or Cinemax just straight through the line action. And then you got an early NFL game. You got the Giants go, uh, playing Green Bay over in London. Line right now is minus eight Green Bay. Man, this low, 41. But here's the reason why it's low. Last 12 in London, Jason, eight and four. I think I gave you guys one on last Sunday with the Minnesota Vikings game. First half unders have been just going really under. Now that game really went crazy because I lost a teaser under in that because you had field goals dinking off everything and ricocheting around <laughs> and it was going in and left and right. And yet it was nuts. But here's the problem here, everybody. I want to hear Jason break this game down. Giants, Daniel Jones, little banged up. Taylor banged up. They brought in Jake Fromm this week, A.J. McCarron for workouts. Well, that's why it's 41. Jason, that's why it's 41, my friend. Jason, where are we going here? Green Bay, Giants. Man, I like the teaser. I'm leaning teaser in this, but you go. It's tough. This is eight and a half is about right. I think I'm going to lean Packers here. I think the Giants a little bit of a, a little bit of a fraud. Um, you know, obviously the running game is pretty good. They've been able to run Barkley, but when you watch them actually play, there's, there is no passing game. Um, 
Packers looked a little soft against the run against New England last week, surprisingly so. Um, a lot of power runs, things like that. Giants really don't do that. You know, it, they're not kind of a team that kind of lines up and bangs you. You know, Saquon's just not that style of back. You know, he's not Barry Sanders, but he kind of reminds you more like him than a big power back uh, guy who just follows his lead blockers and goes through the hole. Um, not a real great defense. Um, 32nd against the pass, 23rd against the run. Packers kind of got out alive there against the Patriots. Not a great game for them. Offense seems to be improving some, though. They were able to move the ball when they needed to. They were trailing a lot in that game, and they were able to come back and win. Uh, I'm going to lay the eight and a half. I would really like it if it came down a little bit there. Um, and like I said, under the total of 41, I actually think this game goes over. Um, offense for Giants has been there. I think the defense is awful, and Packers usually can be pretty decent here. So I know you said the totals there are on the underside. I see a game similar to last week where things kind of get haywire in the second half. What do you think? I'd lean maybe the first half. I, I agree with you. My favorite play in this teaser, I mean, I like Green Bay in this game because Green Bay, again, they hurt me last week. I had the New England Green Bay teaser under. I was shocked that their defense gave up that many. I mean, think about that New England team. We'll talk about them. Hoyer was in. Hoyer got hurt. The, the third string came in, and New England scored. Green Bay looked flat. I think – I love it too. I think Green Bay comes back. I always like the teams, and I'll bring this up when we talk about Tampa Bay this week. I like teams that bounce back after really bad performances that have talent, mm -hmm. that have talent. I'm not saying teams that get embarrassed and they're going to get embarrassed again. The teams that really stink are going to get embarrassed again. This team has talent. I, I tease or play, get it down to two. Man, I love this game this week. I think Rodgers plays well. I think this team comes back. The defense comes back. And again, when you're talking about Daniel Jones, I mean, it's Daniel Jones. And then you're yeah. talking about the backups, her, Jake Fromm. Yeah. Adrian McCarron. This line will go crazy if McCarron or Fromm are named the starter somehow because that's just putting those guys out to hit the dry. I mean, the Packers have enough of a pass rush. That'll be horrible, especially with the Giants offensive line. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's a great point because that line is bad. That line is real bad. That's a great point there. All right, here we go. We got we're going into Seattle playing the Saints. Now the Saints came back. They played over in London last week. No buy. Keep an eye on that, everybody. There's no buy. They played last week over in London. The Saints, Minnesota, both coming over and they're playing this week. So. The Saints, that was a tough loss. You know, you had a lot of guys not out. Jason did a great job. I went on with Jick Jack in the morning, I think at 8 a.m., did a little spot. Jason's Jason sending stuff at like 6 a.m. No Kamara, no Thomas, man. He's he's drilling. Man, you were on that, that injury report, Jason, before probably the Saints knew. Kamara probably thought he was going to play, and you were saying, no, he's rolled out. So maybe you should be working for ESPN right now. So <laughs> – Here's the thing. We have said this, though. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Jason, is Geno Smith back at West Virginia? He's throwing numbers up. Give me the rundown on that. Geno Smith right now is impressing me. Is, G, is this the Geno Smith from West Virginia? Go, Jason. Tell me about it. He's definitely a heck of a lot more like that guy than the guy we saw in the NFL. So, I mean, second-round draft pick, and he just went to the Jets, and it just never happened, right? And then, you know, you watch him play the Monday night game, actually, the same matchup, I think, right? It was Seattle and New Orleans uh, up in Seattle. And it was maybe the worst Monday night football game I think I've ever watched. Uh, 
just caught. Neither team could move the football at all. You really just felt like it was just a matter of time before the Saints won it. And which caught. And then Seattle, like Geno Smith was just completely ineffective. So new offense coordinators come in, it's taking advantage of the guys outside. They can run the football now. They kind of invested a little bit in their offensive line for the first time under Pete Carroll. And they're clearly the better unit. The defense is horrendous. Uh, but the offense is moving the football, put up a ton of points on Detroit. I mean, Detroit's defense is terrible, but I mean, just to go in there on the road, you just don't expect Geno Smith to go on the road and just light up a defense. Um, I like him here with the five and a half. I mean, what I saw of New Orleans defense, the linebackers are not good. Um, Secondary is pretty good. The defensive line is really good. But I think you can pick them apart inside. And the Saint Vikings did. They tried to play a lot of man coverage on the Vikings, and it just wasn't working. They couldn't cover the guys. And I see a lot of that happening this week. Um, New Orleans offense, I think, actually can take off if they can find a quarterback. They have a lot of skill talent. Uh, that's the one thing I noticed. Uh, they would, should get Kamara back this week, I believe. That's probably the one thing that's a little bit scary if you're taking the Seahawks, but I see a shootout here and I think it'll be close. I, I kind of like the over, I think the lines moved about six points uh, since the opening of the week. Um, but I, I like the Seahawks with the points. I think everyone's going to be on the Saints. Yeah. Like you said, great point there with uh, it open at 41 on scores and odds and it's up to 46. You know, like you said, defense seattle's given up a lot of points gina smith 321 yards last week you know i've jumped on a little bit of unders with him i think one week and i got burned really bad the guy is throwing the ball right now i mean you talk about a guy that you give up russell wilson you get draft picks and you get a couple of people you know i i and the Se you know seattle's not horrible by any means right now what a great trade because russell wilson has not looked great in denver right now so maybe not a bad thing there in seattle and again you take a team up to you know i like the saints who's quarterbacking you got a lot of injuries there is it winston hill you know comes in once in a while you got andy dalton again i've always been high on andy dalton maybe he should come on the show because i've always spoken highly of him not horrible numbers last week not really bad at all i mean again the game could have went into ot again and who knows he could have got a win there but i think it's tough not to take seattle up in a teaser to 11 and a half and to take the points down like jason said at 40 and take the over in this i like that I like, it. I like that. Not bad. Not bad. All right. We're bouncing. Let's keep going here. We got the Texans going into Jacksonville. Jacksonville last week, big game. They played the Philadelphia Eagles. Really tight game. But the problem was they got out quick. I had the Eagles in a teaser and I was like, uh oh, this ain't good. Gave it out with Jick Jack. Was not looking good at all. Everything calmed down. Everything was good. They came back and won the game. Too many turnovers. You know, Lawrence, I think, fumbled like four times. They didn't handle the conditions very well. It was very hard conditions in Philadelphia last week, Jason. Texans, one, you know, they're the only winless team in the NFL. Pierce, the running back, what a bright spot for this team so far. Where are we going in this game, Jason, this week? The line right now is Jacksonville minus seven. Over under is 43 and a half. Where should our listeners play this game? I know it's interesting because it looks like the tickets are about uh, two to one on Jacksonville, but the money is split, which I th actually think makes a lot of sense. It's really hard to take the Texans uh, with the points. Like, I just don't think, you know, it's basically Pierce. The, Mills has not seemed like he's actually progressing. Like, I think a lot of people thought he might. The Jacksonville defense is really, really good. 
Um, that's not my concern. The, my concern is laying seven points with Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that's an aberration with the five turnovers last week. That was a big game. He had a nice game the week before, but watching that replay, every first read was there. He wasn't being challenged too much. The Philly defense was definitely a lot better than the uh, LA defense. I don't think he's facing a very good defense here this week. So that's why I'm intrigued. I probably would lay the Jags with the seven. I think the defense can actually shut down the Texans here. Like I said, it's a, it's a fast defense. They play man. They do not let you breathe. And then they bring extra guys because they're playing cover one, cover zero behind it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just tough to lay that many points of Trevor Lawrence. I think he's just one of those guys who's going to drive us nuts this year with turnovers. I like this in a teaser. I think Jacksonville, like Jason said, you know, the defense is very fast, very good. Texans, I'm not sure on. Take it down to one home game. I love Jacksonville. One of my teaser plays this week will be Jacksonville minus one. Hit it. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Oh, my goodness. Couldn't beat the Jets. Did we get everything we wanted? Well, we did get the guy that we probably think should be quarterback in here. I'm not going to go on a 20-minute rant, everybody. I'm not going to. I do have a Pittsburgh Steelers sweatshirt on. I'm about ready to burn it because, no, here's the thing with the Steelers. We're getting everything we deserve. I've been saying it for two years. Now I look smart. I said the Colts to the Super Bowl looked dumb. Said the Steelers are going to struggle the last couple years on the show. Now I look smart. Here it comes again. Man, minus 14, Jason. And here's the thing, everybody. If you did not notice today, because guess what? We did. They have a lot of guys on the not practicing. Oof. A lot of guys in the secondary. Cam Hayward, I don't think, practice. Now you're going against Josh Allen? Have fun. Pickett? Yeah. Going against the best pass defense? Now, they had some guys banged up over the last couple of weeks, Jason. Can the Steelers? Cover the, I think the better question, I'm going to say it like this. I'm not going to say, can they win the game? Can they cover the spread? I'm going to say no. I'm, I, I actually, I'm okay with playing the 14 with Buffalo here. Running the numbers, I make this game out to be basically 27-10 Buffalo, which is, I think is a little low. Um, man, it's just, you know, yeah, Kenny Pickett looked great when he came in, but there was literally no pressure at that point. It was kind of just like that game. Looked terrible. I actually took the Jets live in the first half after watching the first couple of series because it just looked like that game for the Steelers. And they always seem to play in early October where they just don't show up and lose to a team that they shouldn't. I don't know if that was the case on Sunday. I think that was just an even matchup between two teams. And I'm talking about the New York Jets here. Um, the line's still bad. Um, they're just having problems. Like they could not block Quinn and Williams at all. The interior of that line where they invested some money is awful. The tackles are awful. They give away free penalties. This is like not a typical Steeler team. Now, you look at them on defense. They're getting pushed around up front. Now, second half, they were much better against the run. But the first half, they were just getting blown off the ball. Cam Hayward, it doesn't matter who it was wearing that jersey. They were trying some stuff on defense with different personnel groupings. They don't have a nose guard. And you can't really play an off-front defense without a guy in the middle. And they're expecting Hayward to play middle. It's not really his cup of tea. Plus, he's an old guy. You know, they, they should be spotting him more than actually playing him more at this age because, I mean, he's played a lot of snaps for them. Um, like you said, the whole secondary is hurt. There's a good chance uh, Fitzpatrick does not play this weekend. Um, he'll probably try to go because of the Bills, but maybe he shouldn't. Um, banged up team. You got a rookie quarterback. 
uh, with an offensive scheme that's kind of been questioned by everybody. Like, I don't, there's a lot, there's so many things going on with the Steelers. The only reason why people are even like raising an eyebrow here is because it's the Pittsburgh Steelers and it's two touchdowns. But, you know, the Bills look good. They had a hell of a second half to come back in that game and steal that from the Ravens. Um, they played some battles this year. So they're battle tested. They're getting healthier every week. So I, I can lay the 14 here. Now you got to remember the Steelers played Buffalo last year, week one. Big dogs. They, they won did. the game out, right? And you would have never thought. Not saying that's going to happen. Not going to say. I like the teaser with the Steelers. Get it up six more points, do 20. I think Pickett will play okay. I like Pickett. Everyone, three picks. Now, come on now. Listen, two of the picks. One was to Freyermuth, jumped up. The guy's like seven. He's like Manute Bull out there trying to catch a ball, and it went off his hands. going to say it. Then the last one was a throw into the end zone interception. Guy played well. Guy played well. Jason made a great point, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was late in the game, though. Good energy. Guy should have been playing from that first snap. I'm throwing the blame again on Mike Tomlin. I'm going to say this really quick. Tomlin, again, zero snaps with him in practice the week before. You should have known there was a chance that you were going to do this. Shame on you. Shame on the Pittsburgh Steelers promoting with everybody within the organization. Hey, let's fire this guy or this guy walks. Hey, let's hire the quarterback coach. Let's bring Ben's buddy in there. Let's do this. Hey, let's get a new GM. Let's promote this guy in. No wonder you're not winning, people. Wake up, Pittsburgh people. Not rocket science here. I've said it. Jason's not even laughing. Now he's laughing a little bit on me. Hey, don't, don't draft a running back in the first round. Now I'm done. <laughs> I told you this was coming. Told you it no, was but, coming. So, you know, I'm not a big guy and believe in the NFL and motivation spots too much. Like, you know, these guys are pros. You know, it's a job. And, they, you know, every week they just go through it. But that game you mentioned last year, when they when the first half completely dominated the Steelers, second half got away from them, ended up costing them the game. That game ended up costing Buffalo home field advantage in the playoffs. They ended up going to Kansas City to play instead of actually playing in Buffalo. Could have been a much different outcome. Could have been them in L.A. playing against the Rams instead of the Bengals. I think that will be in, on the front of their minds. That, like I said, there's a little game payback Jason. being coming here. And like, like I said, I don't believe that angle too much in the NFL. Rivalry game sometimes, this game, I think it is. You got to remember that game in the – they blocked a punt. That changed yeah. that entire game. Absolutely. Changed that entire game. Here's the thing, another number really quick, and then we're done. We always talk a little bit more with the Steelers on this because we got a lot of Steeler fans, and people will probably send me dog crap in the mail, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> my sister will like that a little Steeler thing too there. Now I lost my train of thought where I was going with this. Oh, 0-7. 0-7 with no TJ Watt. Hmm. Uh. Really struggling yeah, to get pressure without him. So, just remember, we haven't won a playoff game in a long time. But let's let's keep <laughs> doing what we do, there, people. Draft a running back. Let's keep let's keep doing what we're doing. All right, I'm done. I'm moving. I'm moving on. Here we go. Next game. I got to see what the next game is. My phone died there for a second. Here, uh, I don't even know where we're at now. Let's go into Atlanta, going to Tampa Bay. Oh, I can't wait to get in this one too. This great entertainment. It's like the inter entertainment page here 
on like Fox or something here. Now you got Tom Brady, Jason, having some marital problems. Everyone's on it. What's going on here? Not good. Should he have come back? Man, save the marriage. You shouldn't come back because, man, did this team get embarrassed last week. But here's my spot, Jason. They got embarrassed. Defense is good. Man, Kansas City put on a show last week. And I lost like two or three live unders because I thought this game was going to slow down. It did slow down. Tampa no. did come back and score. But I think Brady's going to put on a show. You know, here, here we go with the Atlanta Falcons. No Patterson at running back. Pitts, I think, was out today with a hamstring problem. I think a lot of people are going to look at this and go, does Tom Brady, is his mind not going to be on the game? Tom Brady's mind's going to be on the game. The defense, the defense is going to be ready to play. Atlanta, I think, is going to struggle. Atlanta's defense can't stop anybody. I think Tampa blows out Atlanta. So Jason, Atlanta, Atlanta was my surprise, my my underdog of the week last week. They did go and beat. The Browns outright money line. So I, I gave you that. I have to pat myself on the back a little here. This is not the spot for the Falcons. They've had a nice fun season. They've kind of been that under the radar team, a little bit like the Lions were last year where they're, they're backdoor covering games. And they're like, what's going on down there? And they're a little more fun to watch because that's been a dead franchise. I know they've had Matty Ice and everything, but no real chances. Looks like things are going in the right direction. But you got Pitts dinged up, which I think you, you told me off air. You got Patterson out. That's two big cogs in that offense. They don't have a lot of depth on the offense. Plus, go look at Tampa Bay's schedule so far. They played Dallas at Dallas. They played at New Orleans. They played Green Bay at home and then Kansas City at home. That's a tough schedule. Those, those are probably all playoff teams at this point. And the Saints maybe, but I'm saying, like, that's a tough schedule. Now you got the Falcons coming in, like you said. You know, all the tension and things going on with Brady, whatever's true or what's not true, well, it's finally come to a head. So there's nothing you can do about that anymore, right? But like you said, it's probably number one, a guy who doesn't compartmentalize as well as Tom Brady does. I mean, that guy could probably just put that away and not even think about it. But that anger's in there, and it's going to come out, and it's going to come out on the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> like, I will lay the nine here. I think this is a really rough awakening for the Falcons. They're not quite that good yet. Probably what they need for a team to kind of stay hungry. But, yeah, I think there's a beating in Tampa Bay. I, I think you're on board with me on this one. Yeah, this game, I think I just had, I made a little uh, side wager with old man in the garage here tonight on this game. I think they win by double digits. I said, give me one more. I, I mean, I said, give me 10. So you're, it's at eight and a half. I said, you're giving me a couple more points there. I love this game. I think it's a blowout. I love teams that come back after an embarrassment, especially on Sunday night football. They got embarrassed on Sunday night football, not get. And Atlanta's defense, not good. I think this is bad. I think Brady's going to put on a show. I think some of these guys, and this is what I said. I'm going to say it on the show. I said to him, you get you get this and you think. I have said this, that it's going to bother Tom Brady over a season with maybe the divorce rumors. Now it seems like it's going a little bit more into the serious mode. Like, hey, this is going to happen. So, again, that's hard. And I'm not condoning any, you know, I feel horrible for they have kids that I'm not trying to say anything about it. I'm going to throw another game that Brett Favre played a game that his dad passed away and he played and everybody I think was kind of like, eh, how's he going to play? Well, Brett Favre to really 
tore it up that night. I don't know what his numbers were. Jason might know off the top of his head because that's the kind of guy he is. But he blew it up, Jason, right? And that Honestly, Monday night. I, I think I want to say five touchdowns, like 300 something yards. I know it won me a fantasy football championship. That's all I can remember. Uh, and I yeah, remember and I know Brett Park. The guy going against me was absolutely like, oh, wait, his dad died? It, it was, he went into, oh, I'm done. <laughs> like, you, yeah. you just knew. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, real. And I know Brett Favre right now is not one of the most famous people in the world either right now with some of his, uh, you know, accusations against him right now, which are, if they're true, they're not very good. But I think it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom, you got to remember, man, when things don't look right for Tom Brady, he comes back and plays well. And, and this I'm is wrong. the worst. Yeah. And this is the worst defensive front that they've played all year. Like this, you know, that offensive line, which is a bit of a question mark, won't have as many problems this week as they've had the prior week. So it's a beating. I think it is too. So, all right, we're moving on here. We got another one o'clock game on Fox. The Bears playing Minnesota. Hey, Vikings, like I said, with the Saints, a team that was over in London, they're coming back. They're minus seven. One of my favorite teaser spots. This week is it a letdown game. A lot of, you know, I don't know. Maybe some people will, but I'm sorry. The Bears, I can't do it, man. The Bears gave up a ton of runs or uh, yards, excuse me, on the ground last week. And you got two really good backs here with Minnesota. Cousins, if he doesn't turn the ball over, I think he's an okay quarterback. He can lay an egg. I've said it many times on the show. And here's the thing with the Bears. What's Justin Fields going to do? They don't throw the ball. I mean, watching the Bears game with Justin Fields' pass attempts, I'd say, I say it a lot on this show, it's like a Monday night JV game. It's a kid that's like a sophomore throwing six times a game. They don't throw the ball a lot. I think Minnesota blows them up too. The only thing that scares me is the travel back. I love the teaser spot. Take the Vikings down to minus one. That's an easy winner. I don't, yeah, I don't think you even have to tease it down. Minnesota at home on a one o'clock start is just like lights out against anyone that goes into the uh, the glass house there. The Bears are awful. I, I, I don't know why Justin Fields is getting so um, snippy with the media. I mean, look at his numbers. I mean, last week was his best game and it was like 50% passing for like 100, I think 70 something yards. That's awful. Come on, Justin. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is a bad matchup. The only thing that might keep the back door open is the Minnesota defense isn't that great either. Um, they kind of gave up some game points there late against the Saints, kind of opened up that back door. Um, but I don't think – I think the Saints are a much better offense than the Bears. So, yeah, I think, I think Minnesota late at seven um, should be a cakewalk win for them. All right, moving on. Tennessee traveling into the D.C. area here. I'll tell you, Jason, this is a game. I can't wait to hear what you have to think on this because I've looked at some of my numbers. <laughs> this is a game that I think could be close. And you just don't know what you're going to get out of these teams. I've watched, like I've said on the last couple of weeks on this, the commanders, I've watched more commanders football than I have. Here's the, here's the breakdown. I said, Wentz, not very good. He has no time to throw. He gets hit or he holds the ball. He fumbles or he throws high. There's the breakdown. Oh, done already. Dotson now, one of the bright spots on the team, is out now for two weeks with a hamstring, which I, I've been playing in fantasy, which is not good. Now, you do have a great story coming back. Robinson, the running back out of Alabama, that got shot down here in the D.C. area. He did get cleared. 
He is supposed to be activated. I have him on some fantasy, which is nice. Like to see the kid play here. Gibson's filled in okay. Not great by any means, but okay. Henry coming off a big game last week. Tannehill, not great numbers. Was effective, though. Tennessee's defense, because it hurt me. I had the Colts in a money line. Their defense was okay. Jason, can... I'm going to throw it like this. I always throw questions at Jason leading into it. Can I'm going to call them the skins, but I got to go commanders. <laughs> Can the commanders get this one at home because they really need it? I mean, they could. I don't think Tennessee is as good as they looked last week. They just always beat the Colts. That's just, it's just one of those things. You see that within divisions where there's like that perfect circular thing where one team beats the other and it kind of just goes on and on. I think you have it with the uh, NFC West a little bit too where one team always beat – like the 49ers always beat the Rams, and the Rams always beat – I forget who it is. I think it's the Cardinals. And the Cardinals always beat the Seahawks, and the Seahawks always beat the Niners. Like, it just, it just works perfectly right there, right? Tennessee always beats the Colts. I don't know what the heck we were thinking last week, like in the Colts, um, because they always win, even if the numbers don't support it. This game's interesting because when you build models, you're always looking for some validation that your model is kind of in line with however they're building things. My model this week is perfectly in line with Vegas on this game. With basically 23 21 is what Vegas is saying right now, or 20 and a half. If you go, uh, my model is saying 24 21. The total is 43 and a half. Mine, mine says 45. So they don't know. No one knows. Don't bet this game. Like, this is a complete crapshoot. <laughs> like, if you get an angle late that you see anything, but I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen in this game. They're just going to put up a decent number, try to balance the money. Now, but that's what's interesting is the money's not balanced. About four to one action on the Titans, four to one on money as well. People are banging Tennessee. That makes me nervous about taking them. So maybe you see a little action for the commanders here, kind of a little sharp play. Maybe the books are definitely going to be rooting for them. There's no question about that. Now, open it a pick them. It's going up to minus two and a half. See, the teaser king loves this, and I love action like this because I love action. That's what we're talking about. I like in a teaser, I'll take the commanders up to eight and a half. I wish it could get up to at least maybe nine, get a little closer, but I'll take the home team. I think this game's close. I think it's a desperate team. I like in the NFL, desperate teams. It's like the young and the restless. Desperate people need desperate times. I love it so much. I'm taking the commanders this week. Let's go after it. All right, next game, Dolphins, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Way to beat the Steelers last week. I, I'm just just might dive right into it because little little Wilson love by you this week on text messages. Do you no. love this guy? Well, no. I love I love I love it. Like I don't I don't know how you describe it. Uh, it was some I was completely blown away by some of the stuff I saw on Sunday. Some good, a lot bad. It was just like the way he plays is insane. Like if, first of all, he throws one of the prettiest footballs that you'll see. It is literally Jeff George reincarnated that arm into his body. Like there's sometimes he zips them in there and there's like literally no wobble in that ball at all. It literally looks like it's just being like shot through a tube to the receiver. But then there's other times where he drops back and he drops back again. Then he drops back again. Then he scrambles right. Then he scrambles reverse left and he, and he throws it out of bounds. And you're like, what did I just watch? Like, like I said, there was this all kinds of stuff going on Sunday. It's the first time I've really got to see him up close like that. And I was just like, Holy mackerel. Like, if you're a Jets fan, you're, you might as well just invest in the acid because there are some games he's gonna he's gonna beat the Bills, he's gonna beat the Dolphins. You're gonna be like, this is the greatest quarterback ever, and then he's gonna lose in the next week to whomever, maybe the Steelers at this point. Um, 
And you're going to be like, I can't believe we just lost to them. Because like I said, you see the arm talent, but boy, the head talent is really questionable. Um, I think it's, it's four to one tickets on the Dolphins, four to one on money. It's really hard. If, if you're betting against the Dolphins, you're basically betting against uh, Teddy Covers, um, Teddy Bridgewater, who has a fantastic knack for covering these games. Um, the Dolphins' defense isn't great. That's the only thing. The Jets have skill talent. It'll just be what kind of game you get out of Zach Wilson. They're going to bring pressure. Miami always does. How are your response to that will be interesting. I think you'll see some very unique passes. So I'm kind of taking the Miami here. I'll lay the three. I just think they're that much better this year. I think that Teddy Bridgewater can get them through this. And like I said, I think that win will kind of go to the Jets' head a little bit. I just I saw some talent there. The defense isn't good. Skill talent on offense is real good, but it's not enough. Where are you at with this one? Yeah, teaser play, I'd go the Jets. I'd take them up to nine. I wish I could get the Miami minus four and get it up to 10 for the Jets. I like that, though. I'll still take a chance with nine. Hey, listen, I don't look at A lot of people go, you got to get this number. I don't care. I fire. It doesn't matter. I, I, I went four and two last week. Some of my bets, some people on the teasers would say, was in the right teaser spot in a one, so I could care less. I like the – I tease it up, Jason. Right now – it opened at 45 and a half, staying at 45 and a half on scores and odds. I'm going to take it up six points and I'm going to take the under in this. I think a game will be a little lower than that. I like that. All right, here we go. Chargers, Cleveland, Brownies. Man, can we get a win here? We got the Chargers coming in there. Two and a half point favorites over under 47 and a half. I don't have much on this, Jason. You know, I, I'm going to throw real quick before I go into you. Cleveland, a team that's a head scratcher, best defensive players flipping cars. Maybe it's a squirrel. Maybe it's a deer. Maybe it's a girl trying to touch you. I don't know what it is. Flipping cars. Now he's not playing. What's going to happen here? Chargers banged up two. I kind of like old man in the garage. I'm going to throw this out. He has to get a winner. Old man in the garage, or like we said, maybe old man in the doghouse. Get a winner on the show. I love it. Love his play. Don't back to the garage until he gets a winner. You got to get a winner here. He's going to love it. He's going to laugh at this tomorrow. Here's the thing, though, man. He had some good ones, and these teams are blowing leads for him, man. It's going crazy right now. He likes Cleveland. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with him in this in a teaser. I'm going to take the Brownies up six more and get it eight and a half and take a chance. I'll look later in the week if we can get to play with the totals here, but I like the Brownies in a teaser. I'm all in, too. I like the Brownies as well. Look at this game. Watching a couple Browns games on film, they're terrible against power teams. The Chargers are not that. They do not run the football with power. It's more they run the ball to be able to throw the ball, right? Um, all those injuries are still there for the Chargers. I know they kind of circled the wagons last week, had a really nice outing, but it was against the Texans. The Browns are a much different animal. You're playing them in Cleveland. God knows what the weather will be like. You can't even look at it today because it could be completely different by Sunday. You know, it could be 70 today and snow on Sunday in Cleveland this time of year. Um, so, yeah, I like the Browns. I think it'll be an ugly, low-scoring game just because I think the Browns' defense is built perfectly to start this Chargers team. They need a little bit of pressure, though. Hopefully they get Garrett back. I don't know if he's in or not out this week yet. But, um, yeah, it, you know, teams that can run the football, like the Patriots, are going to give the Browns problems soft finesse teams like the Chargers are not. Their, their defense is built to stop this. I think they can run the ball down the Chargers' throats. Uh, yeah, give me the Brownies here. You know, and getting points at home, definitely. All right, next game, Lions, New England. Man, New England was so close last week. Going into Green Bay, Hoyer, 
to the third Jason's I don't know, Billa, Billy uh, Zappy or Billy Zappy, baby. Pew, pew. Zappy, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. Hey, lines. I said this, man. Get ready for Thanksgiving. Great holiday, family, food, drinks, whatever you want to do on that. And you're going to see up and down football because, man, they can't stop anyone. I believe I saw a stat, Jason. They're 4 0 over. And it's going way over. It's not just going a little over. These games they play in are going way over. So maybe the smart play is just start teasing these games down a little bit with the Lions and taking the over in them. Maybe you're going to make a lot of money this year. Right now, the line is New England minus three over under 44 and a half. Again, on scores and odds here. I like New England in this. I don't care who's quarterbacking. Maybe this Steve Grogan coming out. I don't know. I don't care. The Lions, I just don't trust their defense right now. I don't. Goff is playing great. I mean, he's in shootouts. I think he has 11 touchdowns. I think he's tied for first place. I'm not saying he's this great quarterback. He does have a really good-looking girlfriend, so that's a lot of good things for him, too. <laughs> I think this could be. Tease it down with the number I said. I take New England in this. I just think they'll find a way here. I mean, it's not a good New England team. They got a lot of problems. We talk about the Steelers having a lot of issues. New England has a lot of issues too here. But I think they sneak this one out. I like it. It opened at minus one and a half. It's up to three. I might take a chance straight with New England. I really like probably taking the points down. And why not play the trend, see what happens. But I'd probably go with New England. Or at least the money line, New England. They. I'm I'm on that kind of track, but I'm a little nervous about this one because, like you said, all those things you said are true. Um, and New England kind of got back to what they did well. Like, but you know, they try to change the offense in the offseason. They try to kind of be a little more modern with some things. I guess they realized some of the players they were bringing in couldn't really adapt to that really old um, Ron Earhart system that they kind of modified over the years. Um, and you watched against Green Bay last week, and it looked like power runs. It wasn't the zone stuff. It wasn't like, you know, the things that a lot of teams are running right now. They just kind of ran right at the Packers and ran right down their throat. Detroit's susceptible to that. There's no question about it. And if you're protecting a young quarterback like Zappi, you know, the pride of Western Kentucky and Houston Baptist, I believe, um, who was a phenomenal college quarterback. And I, I did him wrong with fantasy football last year. He was he carried my team. I should have got him more wins. Um you know, that's the kind of mindset, but I don't know if New England can score with the Lions if the Lions can move the ball. Now, both of these offensive lines are really good, especially running the football, and Lions are much better at protecting their guys than the Patriots are, but the, what's called the Lions don't really bring much of a rush, so it's kind of a toss-up. The thing that makes me concerned about this game is that it's 50-50 with uh, betting tickets, but 81% of the money is on New England, and that line's coming down. So a little bit interesting there. Some sharps have clearly hit the Lions. I can kind of see it in the numbers. Um, I, the, game, the thing I would go here is take the over, like you said. I just think that's a given. I think it, you know the only thing that can really hold it back is pace of play. But the Lions go up and down the field, and then the Patriots are moving the ball pretty well against the Packers. So I like the over in this one. Uh, I think this game is going to be a little closer. It's going to be another one. I think the Lions are going to show up. I don't know if they'll get the win, but I think it'll be another entertaining game. All right, moving along here. We got the 49ers going into Carolina. 49ers, big win here Monday night. I loved it. Um, big winner for me. Carolina really struggling. Line right now is minus six and a half. Over-unders 39. 
you know, I, I like where the 49ers are going here, Jason. I'm going to go short on this one. We're going to – you're in close with time here, trying to get an hour here. So I'm going to go short. I like – big – I love the teaser spot. Get it down to a pick em. 49ers are a better team than Carolina. They are. Uh, the, if this thing gets up to like seven to seven and a half, I'm definitely taking the Panthers. I think the Panthers defense is actually pretty good, and the 49ers have been pretty bad on the road under Shanahan, especially as a favorite. Um, it makes me nervous because Baker Mayfield stinks, but I want to take the Panthers with the points probably. All right, we're going to move along a little quicker here. Philly, Arizona. Hey, Philly, only team that's undefeated. Big winner for me last week in a teaser. Hey, you know my feelings about Arizona. Not high on the quarterback, not high on the coach. But the one thing I know is they're 8-3 and three ATS last 11 as a dog. So they are a dog this week. You got them at minus or they're plus five right now. Add on six more points. Plus 11. I'm taking Arizona this week. Yeah, Philly's due for a stinker. This is one of those games where it's 50-50 in tickets and all the money's on the Eagles. You know, you look at it and you say, come on, Eagles are better on both sides of the ball. But uh, I think I'm actually going to take the, like you said, the home dog with the points here. All right, next game, 420-425 Fox game, Dallas Rams. Right now, Rams minus 5.5, over under is 43.5. Tell you, Jason, you look at this. Cooper Rush has been playing fantastic team. You talk about a team that lost their starting quarterback early in the season, and they haven't lost the game since coming back. Now, some people are saying quarterback controversy. Now, come on now. Let's go crazy now. You got a lot of money coming back. Dak Prescott seems like he might be ready for this game. But what's going to happen here? The Rams did not look good. Stafford not throwing the ball well. Cooper Cup, he catches everything. Great for my fantasy. I don't think great for a team. Tyler Higby, the tight end. There's just two guys. Allen Robinson, like Batty said on text messages, where's he? He's a mystery right now. Rams have to open it up, change it up a little bit, but they got to run the ball. Offensive line is so bad. Jason, can, it doesn't matter who is quarterback in this Cowboys team. Rush, Prescott, can they cover the spread or can they win this game out? Well, I think that's the biggest question, though. Like, if it's Rush, I think, yeah, take the points. If it's, it's Prescott, I don't know. I actually like the under the best out of the, this game so far. I think the Rams defense got embarrassed on a primetime game, kind of like you just mentioned, right? I think I'm going to play that angle in this game if I'm going to take the Rams, but I don't really want to right now, especially at five and a half. That number comes down, so I will. But I think the Rams got embarrassed on primetime. I think you're going to see a much better effort from them. The Cowboys have played really well, missing guys. But, you know, eventually it has to come to an end. Maybe this is it. But, boy, it's, it's really hard to pass up five and a half points with how well the Cowboys are playing. I love that underplay in a teaser. Get it up to 49 and a half. Take the under in that. I think Jason made a great point there. Hey, we're moving on here. Sunday night football. We get the Bengals going into Baltimore. Right now it's Baltimore minus three over under 48 and a half. Jason, this is a team, the Ravens. We're gonna. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to hold off on the question because we're okay with time. We're going to go quick here in the last two games. I'm going to get you right before we're off the show here. Cincinnati's a very good team, ATS on the road. Ravens have lost, I think, five straight at home. Again, I'm a teaser guy here. I love Cincinnati up to nine in this. I wish I could go again, get up to 10. But I love Cincy in this. I think Cincy can pull the upset. 
Baltimore is playing well, and it just seems like they crumble. I think you have a great stat you're going to throw out here, but am I crazy on loving the Bengals in a teaser plus nine, Jason? I don't think so at all. Bengals killed them both times last year, didn't they? I know, I know that that was kind of the unveiling last year is when they went down to Baltimore and just kept dropping bombs on them with Chase. I I don't think it's a bad play at all. I think this is going to be a close game. It's AFC North action, as Mike Tomlin likes to say. Um, you know, it's interesting, split tickets, but 82% of the money's on Baltimore. I guess that's because of them almost beating the Bills, but they did blow the game, right? And I think, what's called, we talked about the stat, the sticky note of the week for this game. The Baltimore Ravens are 2-2, two and two, and I think, what, they've trailed for all of 22 seconds in those two games. Is that the right stat, I think? That's crazy. That's true. That's crazy. 14 seconds. Sorry, I had it wrong. They've trailed for 14 seconds, and they're 2-2. Two and two. Um, just kind of to show you, they've been in some real battles and the games that came out of the wire that went the wrong way. So to me, that would say take Baltimore. Um, but I think the Bengals are a little under overlooked, kind of got off to a rough start, but the stats are always there. Um, and I, I guess I think this Baltimore defense is a little suspect. And I think the Bengals can take advantage of that down the field with the older corners. Um, I'll take the Bengals with the points, I think in this one, but I'm not real confident where you at with this. Yeah, I love I love the teaser spot. I really do. I, I like I like Cincy in this game. I, I just don't I don't trust Baltimore's defense at all. Uh, looking at the over under open to 48 and a half. It's at 48 and a half. I'd probably tease it up and maybe take the under in this divisional game. Divisional games. A lot of numbers are slower games. I mean, I think the defenses will show up. This is a big game. Divisional games are good. Unders are doing really well in the divisional games. I would tease it up. I take the under in a teaser, and I take the Bengals up in a teaser. I like the Bengals in this. All right, Monday Night Football. We got Las Vegas Raiders going against Kansas City. Man, the Chiefs put on a show. Mahomes again. You know, I, I've been outspoken about his brother, his wife. Put on a show. Some of the plays he made was unbelievable at that game. You got him at minus seven. Raiders finally get a win, which I said to take that last show. Said to take the Raiders. They were going to beat Denver. That was a winner. I love the teaser in this. I, You know, they've owned the Raiders. I think the one time, I think I think the Raiders did beat them. Mm-hmm. Didn't Gruden, like, drive them around the stadium, like, five times or something? Like, something yeah. silly like that. Uh, yeah, it's dumb. Um I love, I love the teaser spot here. I, I Kansas City, you can say whatever you want to say about Kansas City. That You know, you lose Hill and you think you're going to lose a lot of production. They bring Juju in. Juju made a comment that ruffled some feathers that he's learned more in an offense in like, I don't know, two months or something, three months than he's learned in a couple of years with Pittsburgh, which, I mean, come on, people. That's God honest truth. I mean, that's not rocket science there. Steelers, the boneheads they've had running the offense – the last couple of years, I mean, you could have. I could be running the offense in Kansas City. I'd probably be making better plays than Pittsburgh is. So, I like Kansas City in this. I think they take it down to minus one. I think they're fine in this game. I think they beat the Raiders. Yeah, that's the only thing that surprises me that this line isn't like nine points, just because everyone's gonna be teasing the Chiefs down to minus one on this game. So, I guess they're hoping that they're gonna tease it and then tease it down for an over. I, it still looks like an over. I, this game is really straightforward. This is another one where my model is like right on with Vegas. And I think it's because they really don't know what to make of the Raiders because 
you know, the offense is pretty good. The Chiefs defense isn't great. So I guess that's really the angle for them to cover the seven. But, man, it's, it's just a hard ask. I mean, Gruden did have success against them. There's no question about that. But I think he had a little more pass rush than the Raiders have been bringing this year. I don't know if it's a scheme change or whatever, but those defensive ends aren't getting home like they had uh, last year. That was actually the key to their defense. Um, you know, Chiefs look pretty good against Tampa Bay. It looked like things were starting to come together there on the defensive side of the ball. And then you see all the young receivers. Like, you know, they it's just amazing how many young players they have for a team that's actually been pretty good. And that's crucial because they have so much money already spent with Mahomes and Kelsey and Frank Clark – or not Frank Clark, um, Chris Jones – so they need to find these guys in the draft and they're finding them and they're contributing right away. Um, it, it's really hard not to take the chiefs and lay the seven here. I know that I should take the Raiders and it's going to be a close game. I just don't see that. Like I said, the only thing I could think is that the Raiders sneak in the back door just because the chiefs defense, you know, isn't always that great against the pass, but give me the chiefs lay the seven. I, I, I really think that's the right play. I think sometimes it's just that simple. Yeah. He threw the ball, you know, Kelsey had a big game. Juju caught some balls. Hilaire, I had I had an under rush and he went way over that. So I mean I look like a big dummy on that too. So I mean playing game looked good. Like they that's <laughs> something that's been missing from that offense. And there was times where they could run the ball right down their throats. If they get balanced in that offense, oh my goodness. I know they've lost something with Hill, but if they can get the ground game going and then play action game opens up, what are you gonna do? How do you defend them at that point? Right. I mean, the only thing you can really do is pray to God you get them homes and that he doesn't get away from you and throw some ridiculous pass. But yeah, the offense, like I said, even then the defense doesn't look as bad. I know the numbers aren't there yet, but it, it looked like they at least could hold hold serve enough that the Chiefs can just put up a ton of points and win, like they used to, like two years ago, right? So, all right, I got two quick questions for you. Number one is this analytical stuff. You know, you have some teams that aren't punching it in. People are questioning it. I'm a big guy that I'm a firm believer in get the points early see where the game goes. You're a lot more analytical than I am. Where are you going with this? Should teams kick field goals? Should they not? You know, some of these teams are going for it, Jason. Maybe you should just get the three points and go from there. To me, the three points takes all the pressure off. And I know the math doesn't support it because I think it just doesn't get looked at within the whole concept of a game. Like, if you keep adding threes, you basically – all the times that you've missed, a, you turn the ball over, that 50%, you convert them fourth down. Well, if you had two threes there, that's a touchdown. Like, it adds up. Like it Points accumulate. And, you know, you look at it – there's a certain threshold in all these sports where you score. Like, people talk about hockey, the first team to three always wins. Baseball, the first team to four always wins. And, you know, it doesn't hold out that way, but it, there is a high enough percentage of shows that – you know, in baseball, you're going to pass up a run every inning to try to hit a four-run homer or a grand slam because you think you know if you get a four-run lead, you're going to win. No, you accumulate these points. You, you, it's also something that happens here. When you don't, when you go for it and don't get it, you really need to coach that team up to understand that, that they still did the right thing. Like, they don't get that validation of that drive that they went and moved the ball down the field and they've taken control of the game, right? You come up empty. And you feel like he came up empty. And that trust me, that adds up that you really need to have your players on board. I think that's the biggest thing with Baltimore is that, like I said, they had the whole confusion about letting the guy score. But some of that frustration was definitely from the fact they didn't kick that field goal and trust their defense enough to keep them in that game. That's, that's where we're kind of going from here, the Bills-Ravens uh, decision. I just think, you know, Michael Lombardi is a big proponent of taking threes. I just think anytime you can get points, you take points. Now, there are times in late in games where you have to go for it. You can't chicken out with punts. 
I mean, that, that makes a lot of perfect sense to me. But I think these conversion rates on like fourth downs and two points, I think people, they're a little misleading. Like when people really need it, they convert a lot less than they think they do. What's your take on it? No, I agree with you. I mean, I'm a big firm believer. You're so much more into that than I am. I like points early. I think there's times that you have to adjust to it, but I get the points, get the points, get the points. There's so much that can happen in a game in a split second in some of these late games. So, but hey, I'm not an analytical guy. That's for sure. I, I like the points. So, hey, second one real quick. We got about two minutes. I want to get your opinion on this. A lot of rumors here. Tomorrow, we broke it down. Big game, the Colts. Owner is not happy. Not happy at all. What's going on here with the Colts? I had the Colts in the Super Bowl. A lot of people loved them in the Super Bowl. I'm not the only dummy. And a lot of people liked him to win the AFC. He has said, you know, they threw the blame on Carson Wentz a lot. Matt Ryan is right now not the answer. Now you have a banged up running back. He, I would not be shocked if they lay an egg tomorrow night. This guy, this, this owner is a little out there. He's a little out there. He might make a change. Do you agree with that, Jason? Or who do you still think is the first coach that's going to get fired? I think that's the whole point. Like, if you say, well, listen, if we just get this position right, all this is going to fall into place, and then it doesn't, it, it goes bad. Now, the other thing that, you know, he's probably looking at is last year really didn't go right for them, right? They went down to Jacksonville and threw away the whole season down there in a game that they should have won to put them into the playoffs where they probably would have looked pretty good. I mean, so Carson wants a quarterback, but everything else was in, in line. So when they didn't win that game, Everflus goes to the Bears, the defensive coordinator. Now we're seeing that he clearly had a huge impact on that defense because back seven is terrible. I mean, they can still stop the run, but, but it's still a bad defense. Now the defense is falling apart. The offensive line can't block anymore. Like everything is kind of crumbling around this whole thing that they had going. So he's probably regretting the fact that he let that guy walk out the door when he could have been the head coach. And, you know, Frank Wright could be off selling insurance or running quarterback classes or whatever he could be doing. Like, you know, this it's still a talented football team. So it, it has to be really easy to say, if we make this change, we can kind of get this all turned around still, especially in that division where, you know, Jacksonville's kind of learning how to win this year. So that record is not going to be great. Texans are still trying to rebuild and the Titans, you know, for, and I know the record's okay. I think everybody's two and two in that division, but you look at that team, they're not nearly as good as they were last year. So it's still up for grabs. So, you know, if I'm an owner and I see it going astray, I still see I have talent, you know, and these guys are coming back healthy. Some of them, why wouldn't I want to make that change? You've seen it happen in baseball. The Phillies were completely off the map. They go and change the manager. They're in the playoffs. Um, there's another team I'm thinking of too that did the same thing where they, everything just wasn't going right. Get rid of the manager, bring in a new guy, fresh approach. We do have talent. Let's get the talent working and we'll get to the postseason. Indy has to be thinking that way too. Like I said, that division is still, I mean, they have a tough slate in the second half of the schedule. It's going to be tough for them to make up ground at that point. So I think you got to make the change as soon as you can, especially if it goes wrong here. Great point. All right, guys, that's the NFL show. What we're going to do this week, you know, we're going to come back tomorrow night. We're going to drop in a college show. We might have a great one of our favorite guests of all time might be joining us. We're in the works with that right now. Going to give great endpoint uh, points in there. We're going to see it's in the works right now. I'm going to communicate with him. We're going to drop that. We might have a little surprise here. We got to talk to our Q, our producer. 
Might drop a little. We got something going on this week, a little MLB playoffs. Man, Jason's fired up for that. We might try to drop a little special MLB show for you. So that might be in the works too. Check us out, man. We are dropping. We're doing all the hard work for you so you don't have to. Sit back, have a cocktail, relax, do whatever you have to do. Put those Halloween decorations up and we'll find those winners. Jason, any last words? Bang your bookies. Until next time, see you. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.